what it is, what's up, got another spontaneous thought bubble in the cut, um, so if you are new to uh, my podcasting uh, methodology, and I've gotten some pretty consistent five to about seven viewership in the past couple episodes, so there might be some new episodes, new new viewers, my bad, new viewers, Uh, sometimes I just grab my phone, um, and I just say random shit, and um, usually it flows around the ideas of music or entertainment culture because those are generally what's bumping around in my old noggin, uh, noggin, N-O-G-G-I-N, uh, formerly a Nickelodeon uh, sub-channel, uh, also a synonym for brain. In my old noggin, um, here's one that I think I've had like the, the, the embers of a full-fledged thought on, but never really put together. I'm going to try it right now because it just hit me like epiphany. So, there's probably, without looking it up currently, I would say probably about 20%, give or take, of the current population, maybe 30, um, has been born the past 11 years, the relevancy of that time span being since 2010. Um, And that's a generation that almost fits within another subsection of Zoomers that has kind of been um, not exactly titled quite yet, but, you know, it's... um, marked by certain world events uh 2012 um the advent of youtube social media uh covid19 uh being prevalent in their formative years almost teenage years beginning of teenage years um and, and so on so on iphones uh etc cetera, etc cetera. lack of attention span and i all of that comes together the relationship of all of that comes together in music and how music has been cultivated since then since then since that time span music has been and i'm not trying to have an opinion on it, i'm trying to be as neutral as possible music has been whittled down i do not mean it to be negative music has been whittled down to certain again markers such as streams um plays on various social media outlets um Basically, the market's success has been changed severely, and with that, um, conciseness, uh, replayability, uh, to honest to God, I, I mean, again, I'm trying to have an opinion, but, you know, uh, ease of output to try to avoid using what may one might consider just saying lack of effort uh but ease of output just able to push out more songs more hits uh those are things that matter more now than um something that has a a really sustainable hook like like think about the mid-2000s you as a rapper probably wanted to have a song that had an immaculate hook um a really uh well together well put together radio um or if you were going to do that for a single or album, you know, uh, you probably want to be on a 106 and Park or MTV, something to that effect. And you really wanted to make sure that if you did a music video for this song, it was a reflection necessarily of what's happening in that song. You like kind of didn't want to just have some random shit occur while the thing plays. And I feel like almost all of that has been flipped on his head. Um, a promo for a single kind of is reserved for the most top tier of artists at this point I mean the absolute top tier um 
you know, even hyping up a song isn't like it's an actual strategy to not hype up a song, just to drop it. And that hype that derives from that is the the hype, <laughs> the the promo, uh, the, the the tour, so to speak. Um, and, you know, we're just in such a, a different world to which, you know, sustainability isn't even like a really a factor. Drake drops three songs to all chart top three in the fucking butthole 100 um or titty 30 top 30 titty top 30 and those songs um as I recall and I don't check chart data too much because it's just fucking weirdos that are uh, certainly from the middle of the uh, zoomer generation I can tell you that right now um people that live their life through numbers um of their favorite artists but as I recall, I believe the highest of those three songs from Scary Hours 2 uh, was 23rd, I want to say. And that's such a such a massive drop would be, I think, for the most part, unheard of for a top three artist uh, 15, 16 years ago uh, for such a... You know what's supposed to be your your kind of lead singles for your next album? Um, that would be ridiculous, but that happens now. An entire album, uh, After Hours, um, Dark Lane demo tapes, uh, Kanye's um, Yay. Entire album gets in the top ten of a uh, top one hundred, and it disappears the next week. And we're on to deluxe edition. And the listeners are another factor that I didn't even think about. Um, it goes into the ideas of leaks. Uh, people want, people have so much access now into the studio session, essentially, what's going on in the studio session, that we're at a point where people want to craft their own albums and have the, the artists actually fit their narrative of what this album should be. Motherfuckers literally told Cardi. This isn't what whole lot of red should have been, or it should have been the second half, where it felt more like a, what a Cardi album should be, and not what he wanted to be, which is evidently the first half. Um, that's what he led off with, and people were like, oh, I want this to be more like, you know, I don't know all of the leaks that didn't make it on there, but I want it to be like this, I want it to be like that. You know, I'm a victim. You know, I want a pissy pamper on there, but like, as far as to say, I want an entire artist, maybe because I'm not really a, um, a participant in leak culture. Towards the end of my time, feeling be the fanatic of following artists um, on their, you know, unreleased tip. Um, I would say probably around Love Is Rage 1.5 is the last time I did that, which, which is some of the songs that kind of didn't uh, didn't make it onto Love Is Rage 2. Um, some of the artists I cared for a lot around that time happened to get older and uh, less interesting, so maybe that's also a factor. But I just never ever in my life has thought like guys need to make their albums sound like Lucy's maybe it will be better I love pretty much every Tyler Lucy that comes out more so towards like I said the middle of last decade where I kind of like Tyler a little bit more but even his shit now I mean like if you ask me would I take an album of him rapping over these kind of like soul simple influenced beats that he's been throwing out you know just out of the woodworks uh, in the past three years versus the instrumental first direction he's kind of taking with his, especially Igor, but I, I think instrumentals were about 50 50 in um, 2017 album, too. Uh, I, and I'd probably take the rapping album because I feel like he 
is probably close to his zenith as a rapper. Uh, his subject matter has, you know, I, I think gone in an interesting manner since the whole. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad. You get the rape shit from you know the early 2010s, but you also get a far more introspective and and troubling individual, which is just more interesting. You know, we as a viewer typically are fucked up in the crib and like to hear the troubles and tribulations of a person. And when you have an individual that's on the upswing, as Tyler has been post, I would say, Wolf, uh, you know, maybe that's part of the coincidence why people say he's fell off, you know, as as an interesting individual. People also have other reasons for saying that. You know, I'm not going to go into that. It's in the Tyler episode. But the point being... Um, I don't know where the fuck that actually was meant to go, but circling back to the original point of this generation, Tyler was actually the impetus for that. Um, he has been rapping on a pretty relevant level since about 2009 now. Uh, obviously broke with Goblin in 2011, but for 12 years, he's been relevant. And he's been the forefront of the internet, which is the... Obviously, now the the forefront way of exposure exposure um, the one system parks MTV is you know dead at this point probably been dead for quite a while now and I think to myself him uh, Gambino um, even a Hobson uh, you know all these individuals that came out in that period of time or well, at least got hot around that period of time. Um, Earl Sweatshirt. I'm trying to think of other people outside of that general circle that also, I mean, Logic came out probably relevant like uh, maybe two years after that, but Logic's also in that same kind of lane. And it's, if you look at Logic's lasting legacy, his internet culture, internet connections, is, honest to God, probably preceded his actual music ability at this point. And it's probably the biggest reason why he's still relevant. Um, but the point being, those guys now are the rap legends. Um, I came out. I came out. I'm bo- I was born in 99. You know, that's my first year on this whole planet. And the guys to me that were legends, like people that I kind of, you know, got a taste of as I got a little bit older and was able to really appreciate what they were saying, but kind of came in the same lane. Those would be, you know, probably the the uh, the, the UGKs. Um, the, the Gucci Mane's, the Plies. Um, if you want to reach back a little bit, like, usually people like to claim artists that kind of got hot when they were alive, but more established way before they became, you know, a being. Uh, people was mentioning the Pox and the Nas's and blah, blah, blah. Those people really came before my actual time on this planet. But, yeah, I mean, the 2000 Legends, the the, um, the games, the, the Fifths, uh, Kanye's, um... Paul Wall, you know, those people uh, have the stars, Pharrell and the stars that when I got on here. Um, that, who, I, I just I just wonder sometimes, like, who would attend, and I have a brother that just turned 11, but who would the 11 and 10 year olds say is their equivalence there? Because, uh, honest to God, I mean, the thing is the difference between now and, and my time is that a lot of the people that I mentioned had actual like obvious mirror mirroring images in the people who were also hot around the time I got to 10 you know 11 years myself like if you look at Gambino 
directly influenced by Lil Wayne and his flows around the time of 2011. Look at Tyler. Um, you know, he didn't wear the Pharrell um, moniker as heavily as he did in you know, like Cherry Bomb and shit like that. Uh, but you can see that in them. You can see some of the horror course shit, the Eminem, obviously. Um, the, you know, some of the Doom and Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, let's see. You know, you could go on, you know. Uh, Hobson, kind of anti, you know, rap, rap fixture, fixation, you know, the guys that's pretty, basically a historian of hip-hop, also like, fuck you, other hip-hop artists. You know, the Joe Buttons, the uh, uh, Moral Techniques, you know, the, the, those types, the anti-culture, the guys, uh, counterculture people. Um, it, it's just uh, odd, you know, sometimes thinking about, like, because that's not, like, you look at NBA Youngboy, Broad Wave, I, I, I guess, because if you were to think about it, NBA Youngboy, a little bit of Gucci Mane in there, um, I, I think the melodic part is what throws me out, because like, the trap artists a decade before didn't have the melodic aspect as much, um, but you can see that in, in, in the Gucci Mane's and the Jeezy's, uh, I, I just think that so many of the guys now, if you try to like trace uh, a link to a prior prior artist, most of them tend to go in the same couple of dudes. Like it's not too much diversification, really. And then a lot of the guys are also young themselves. They're kind of influenced by honest guys from other younger guys. Like I'm, I'm thinking like ten years before they're coming, but like you ask a lot of these dudes, like the the um, the fucker, the, the the dude from Miami, uh. Bottom got him. I mean, that's like a one-on-one clone of Kodak, Kodak Black, Kodak Black, Kodak Black, who got his first project put out like what 2013, 14. So I'm in a full decade, you know. But he has direct influences amongst you know the young boys and um, people of, of that ilk. Um, so it's weird. It's, it's weird that the youth is kind of influencing the youth in a way. Like Kodak, I don't even think it's like 26 yet. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, the rap legends now for these guys has to be like some really, really youthful people. Like the baby is would probably be considered a rap legend amongst some of these dudes. Uh I mean, like you think about Ray Schmurder, that's somebody who had a hit when they would be like pretty nascent individuals. Like I think my brother was like four when Black Beatles came out. Four or five, I think five. So that would be his equivalent to like for me, like still tipping or like lemonade or like fucking um, some of Ti's like 2005 shit, you know, just shit that I heard it, you know, riding the whip as a little jit. Um, it's just weird to think about. I don't really have much else to go with this. My news is starting to get cold, but it's just something to think about. Like these, these, this new generation. I don't have an answer, but. I have to think that even their legends are guys that are just so temporary because, like, Ray Schmurder, like, that's not an act that's probably relevant to most people at this very moment. Um, the fuckers who made that Rolly song, A.O. and I think T.O. or whatever his name is, those dudes came and went. And there's obviously examples of that in my time, but, like, the came and went dudes had pretty fucking massive hits that lasted this day. Soldier Boy has massive hits. Um, even like a pretty, I think it's like Pretty Boy Ricky or something like that, had a pretty big hit that still gets like burned. Obviously, probably more in my, amongst my generation than like a 10 year old, but like 
the came and went the ringtone generation of guys had some pretty decent hits uh throw some d's on it that still gets burned amongst like some some you know some places you may go to in the south i i mean i hear swag surf more now than i've heard songs like roly or you know that nene song like those shits came out five six years ago maybe even four years ago and swag surf came out fucking like 13 14 years ago so it's I, I just think that the um the the as with I guess everything nowadays, but the the lastingness of music and that's not even a word, but the 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 um this this big words I could fucking pull in my brain if I wasn't on a fucking podcast right now. Um the lifespan of music has just become shorter and shorter and that's I guess pushing some artists to make more shit that is worthwhile in a you know, a quicker amount of time, you know, it's kinda of cut down the idea of bureaucracy and I, th- I think it's more of a negative than it's a positive because you can definitely see in the lack of sustained like replacements for the like the big three this time eight years ago I want to say about seven years ago definitely seven years ago was J. Cole Drake and Kendrick and then Kanye's kind of like this overlord amongst them there's still no big three replacement <laughs> like it's like fucking anime the big three replacement in 2008 or 9 was One Piece, Darto, and Bleach. Um, Demon Slayer is amazing, but it's already, the manga's already done. It only has a couple of years left of anime. Jessica Heisman's cool. Maybe that's one of the big three. But with My Hero Academia, maybe that's two of the big three. But like, people don't fucking like My Hero Academia. <laughs> Some people don't like My Hero Academia. I don't like it either. But like, it, it is definitely successful. But the point being, like, what we held is, like, this standard for, like, this is the capital, the peak of anime. That's kind of more, you know, up for discussion now. And, and what, what uh, you know, a uh, modern hip-hop fixture is nowadays is not consistent. Someone could drop some really good shit and they'd be gone tomorrow. And you gotta really, you gotta really, you know, it's also made some positive in how people market. I mean, the marketing of one's career is now has to be a lot smarter than it ever has been before. You know, Lil Nas X literally can't produce like multitude of songs in any given year because my theory is that Lil Nas X doesn't have that much diversity in terms of what the shit he does. Now, people want to say he's like one of the best pop stars in the last 30 years. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Um... Drake came out the last thirty years. I think I think it's like like the last three. No, I, I swear to God, he went for the last three decades. Maybe the last three years. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, like Post Malone kind of got his feet set in stone in the last three years. Uh, Juice World came out. Little uh, SSS and Sassion, you know, kind of was dead in the last three years. But Little Peep, those guys, I would say. You know, a little bit before that, those three years, but those were visibly more interest, interesting pop acts uh, towards the end of their careers than Lil Nas X is. Lil Nas X's whole, like, stilo is just to not release a lot of songs. And then when you do release something, just put out a whole, like, massive release before, or massive uh, promo for it. And it's like, okay, but, like, that's what they make like really engaging pop records to for that they really matter in the end of the day. Like 
Drake can do his shit he does because like you're at least you're at least getting one song from those you know releases that's like okay this shit is really like legit after that Panini joint I don't think I've heard one good hit from Lil Nas it's like I fuck with the remix of um or not the remix but was it a new song no it, it was it was one of the songs off of that same EP from that Panini joint um but it featured uh quote unquote Big Nas that was cool I fucked with that um it actually replaced um Cardi B on Rodeo that's what it was but the Christmas joint he did that came and went um this Montero joint I think he's I supposedly he's hyped up for like the entire year or some shit like that that shit wasn't good that shit was fucking trash I heard this like it wasn't fucking the worst song I've ever heard in my life it's like I think a, a middle part is like you know kind of engaging but like that shit was not a good good hit like it's, it's some other shit that's not gonna last and it's like once you get past the the shininess of this dude's career and you know props to him for making the shininess last a little bit longer he's been able to kind of play up to the, the social media aspect of his personality and that's kind of kept his window open a little bit longer but I mean like I don't I don't think he could like release a full length album that shit would do good I don't I don't think that at all and the, his original hit single came out two years ago so I mean if the record label is like okay an album would would fucking boost your profile they would have done that shit they, if they thought it was gonna do anything other than harm his profile they would have released the album by now he did a seven song EP and well like five of those seven songs came and went the Cardi B joint kind of was sustainable and then Panini did good but like no one knows any of the fucking songs off that EP off the top of their head I think I made it five songs instead of seven but the point being like this like being a mega pop star nowadays is like how do you create another wave that can help you where your actual talent will fail you like you gotta shout out like someone like Post Malone Post Malone has been able to hang on to another enough other people to where he can pretty much marinate um his own shit and kind of figure out a way to glean that a little bit further but in intermediaries between the next album you can just say okay well I'm gonna go back to doing hip hop shit or I'm gonna do a little bit of a twang spin to a hip hop song I'm gonna be that guy you gotta give him some loose for that. I mean, that's that's a lane. That's something interesting to do. You know, it's it's tough. But I gotta get the fuck out of here. I hope y'all enjoyed. Um, anybody who's new that's starting to fuck with my shit, shout out to you. Um, my social media should be in the description. Um, Apple Podcast is now hosting my shit. You can directly link to my Apple Podcast, I believe. If you check my profile, there should be direct links to Apple Podcasts. But I still always say you can give me a review if you don't like the shit or you do like the shit. I don't really care. But if you want to give a review, I would like to you know, get some kind of feedback. You know, I get better off of feedback. And uh, my mouth tries shit right now, dude. I'm not even finishing sense anymore. I sound like fucking Cash Nasty. This is another person that, like, most 10 kids probably won't even recognize. Uh, unless you're, like, the back, back. How like, you, you were, like... If you were like three or four in like 2010, you may be able to know who Cash Nasty is, but like, if anybody was like born in like 2010 or 11, like, shouldn't be allowed to fucking know who Cash Nasty is. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, fuck with your boy. Peace.